Hey, bitches! Welcome back to Listen, You Beautiful Bitch. This is our first mini-sode of our podcast, and we are here to bring you all of the mini-episode information that you long for in your (laughs) day-to-day lives. So today we're going to be talking about all of these submissions that have been coming in uh, on our website, on our little, hey, bitch! You know, you click up on there and you type your question, and we're going to give you advice today. So... Thanks for coming back. This is Sandra. I'm Katie. And I'm Hannah. Susie's still in California. So we have... Sam, the bitch that walked in off the streets like two weeks ago. She showed up tonight too. And I was like, okay, you know where we live. (laughs) Sup. (laughs) So anyway, today's a short little episode. We're going to discuss all of the submissions that we've received. And because we've kind of been backed up on that. We have. Yeah, we've been Mm -hmm. focusing on the mental health series. Um, so we haven't been able to give these the time that they deserve, but we love that you're sending them in. So we want to give them their own episode. Um, so we're going to start with a follow-up. And if you have been listening, you'll remember a few weeks ago, Michaela wrote to us about her roommate situation. So her roommates, uh, Kate in quotations and Sarah in quotations, um, were having some disagreements where Kate was bringing her boyfriend over who we named Jeff. Mm -hmm. Um, and Sarah was not a big fan. Jeff is a cheating ass bitch. There's no proof that Jeff is a cheating ass bitch. Just throwing it out there. I feel it in my heart and in my soul. And Kate needs to dump his ass. It's a great day to dump his ass. <laughs> well, Michaela says, she says, hey, guys, just wanted to give you an update on my roommate situation. Thank you so much for reading my question and talking about it on the show. Things actually ended up getting a lot worse before they got better. God, that happens sometimes. Uh, Sarah and Kate had another giant blowout, and Kate ended up moving out for a bit. Well, not really moving out, but went to stay with Jeff, LOL. (laughs) So she adopted Jeff as the name, too, Um, for about two weeks. Turns out his roommates didn't like having a girl living there, either. So the situation solved itself. I think they're mostly over it now. I did stand up for myself and told them that I hated being put in the middle of their argument, and I think that made it a lot better. So thank you for the advice. We are going to keep listening over here in KY, the state, not the jelly. (laughs) Michaela. So, Michaela, one, we love you, and thank you for doing the KY throwback. Is that what they call it in comedy? It's a throwback. A callback. 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 So we're happy things resolve themselves. Please keep us updated if anything changes, but also that we were kind of-ish right Right-ish. Mm-hmm. That's always validating, right? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I love being right. God, oh my God, it's the best. Yeah. How great do you feel when you're right? I mean, it happens all the time. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what the worst feeling is, though? When someone else is right. Like, when Henry's uh, right, I'm like, God damn it, I hate when you're right. Mm-hmm. I've never God. experienced that. <laughs> Awesome, Michaela. Glad we were kind of right and that things helped a little bit. And yeah, keep us updated or send us any new issues. It sounds like you said we are going to keep listening, which I hope means Kate and Sarah are also listening. So Sarah, Kate, we love you. Thank you. So send us your shit. Dumb why, Jeff. Why do you think? Where is this coming from? I just, I just know. How do you know? Well, it's like, do you know? You know the first time you looked at Mike and you were like, I love him, and you just knew. Yeah. When I read this about Jeff, I knew. Mm. And also, all men are trash. 
So moving on, we're going to talk about some lady <laughs> trash. Lady trash. <laughs> Tampons. I'm just kidding. In the trash. <laughs> Bloody. Stop it. <laughs> like first day period like clumpy bloody Ew. clumpy Extra. clumpy tampons carry shit like prom <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> when i think of lady trash i immediately thought of just bloody tampons in a trash I just can thought about carrie getting blood dumped right on her head god that sucked mm. right it sucked but it was so right <laughs> she was kind of a little bitch though hey no she hey. was sheltered i mean she was, she was emotionally and physically abused. Right. But then like. And Sissy's face a movie though. It was. I'm sorry. Incredible. Okay. Millions of dollars were made. So. She's also the coal miner's daughter. I think we should point that out. So. She's also the inspiration for my fancy dress. I'm not trying to dump Which, that. I mean basically is me. You're so, shit talking me. So oh, shit. It oh my should have happened because none of us would be where we are <laughs> without Carrie. God. You just called Katie Lady Trash. I just remember her mom was like, she beat her with a metal coat hanger. It's a weird. No, time. that's oh, that's Sybil. No, that wasn't Sybil. That was her the mom other one. Did like mommy dearest her emotionally, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, her mom was like, yeah, mm-hmm. emotionally abusive. I think thing. she also hit her. Yeah. Um. All right, but we are going to read a submission from Emma next. Um, so Emma's having some trouble with her sister. She writes, greetings from Charleston. I'm having a problem with my younger sister, Rachel. I have noticed over the past year that she lies to me about a lot of things that go on in her life. Things like who she goes out with, where she is or was going, people she's dating. I've asked her about it previously, but she brushes it off as a misunderstanding or apologizes because but goes right back to lying. Her latest incident has me very upset because she told lies about me to our mom because she was the one in trouble. Essentially, she said, I didn't do it. Emma did it. She also told our mom some very private information I trusted her with when my mom caught her using her credit cards. She said that I had used them because I had spent all my money on weed and Adderall. To divert the attention, sorry, to divert the attention to me, she told my mom, about some trouble I got in several years ago that I had kept a secret and didn't want her to know about. I want to be able to trust her and for her to trust me with whatever she's doing, but it's hard when she keeps lying or blaming me. Interesting. So this is a deep one. But I, I think sisters, though, this is like, this is different. This is Well, it's hard because you want that person to know that they can trust you with their information. So I think it hurts more when they lie to you about it because mm-hmm. it's not like Emma would judge Rachel if she told her the truth. Like, I feel like it sounds like they have that kind of relationship where it's like she wants her to know that she can trust her and that she's not going to judge her. But then Rachel busts, basically. Mm-hmm. So it feels like to me, person off the street, Sam, that <laughs> the sister feels completely alone. So Rachel feels completely alone for whatever reason. Like, it sounds like in the past, Emma felt like she could trust her sister, but for whatever reason now, Rachel's like, I got to go on my own path and I got to do some shit that's kind of shady and like mess up my sister's life because I literally feel like I have no other direction to go in. So I kind of want to dig deeper to see what Rachel is feeling right now and why she feels like she can't trust anybody that she has grown up with her entire life and feels like she has to go down this like rogue path of... I've got to make up stories about my sister or expose my sister who was the only person that I could trust in the past with really deep situations. So that's actually the most concerning part for me is why 
We're exposing our sister who we used to trust the most. And now we're deciding to go down this entire like solo path. Because when you start exiling yourself, you start really exposing the issues that you have. I heard that growling shit again. I don't don't know what the fuck that was, by the way, Sandra. Your house is haunted as fuck. It's my neighbor. Just revving their car. They got a sign that like has this bike and he just... I know what it is now. That's okay, what it is. Good. As it's not as underneath. As long as we house, feel good, it's over there. We're good. This is an exorcist shit. So, um, yeah, it's just a stupid teenager. Yeah, I just kind of want to ask Rachel, like, why we feel like we need to be completely alone and go off on our own entire path when you have a family member who is willing to put themselves out there for you, and then we're not like, yeah, not doing anything. So, can we dissect this as a more just like bland question? I guess. How do you? How do you? deal with a person that is a habitual liar right i mean i I feel like this is what the situation is she lies about everything but then that to me sparks the question why is she doing that like what you were like is she doing it because she doesn't trust her sister like we're hearing this from emma's point of view not saying that you're not telling the truth but like there might be some things that we don't know about Mm -hmm. that could have happened in the past that could have totally caused a lot of this to even happen right yeah but given that how do you deal with someone who anything you can't take anything they say for being true? I mean, because Rachel or sorry, Emma says that Rachel lies about where she's going, who she's going out with, who she's dating. I mean, I feel like those are very basic things unless she's maybe dating like a rapist murderer. Yeah. Or I, Yeah. It, it's how do you trust anything she says if you can't trust her for the most basic things? Yes. And especially someone who she should be able to trust. Mm-hmm. I mean, beyond being sisters, it sounds like they're friends or they at least were friends at some point. Like, mm-hmm. and so it sounds like Emma wants to be a safe place for Rachel, but then Rachel's just not having it. Yes. Which I could see how that would be hurtful for sure. I'm also curious about the ages here. Um, not that that matters, but to me, well, it kind of matters, right? I'm curious about the age I mean, age difference between the sisters. I'm curious about how old they are. Is this high school? Is this college? What is this? Like, or Because or, I know some friends of mine who have sisters have gone through situations like this. Not exactly similar, but in situations where the younger sister or, or older sister is they're lying to each other because mm-hmm. siblings just do shit like that to each other. Not, And, and then they you know eventually move past it. Well, I think we can assume that at least Emma is over 18. She said she got in some trouble and her mom didn't know about it. So there was a way for her. I mean, she was underage. Her mom would have been notified. Somebody in her family would have been notified. True. So let's just assume everybody here is 18 plus. Yeah. Yeah. And really, if they're listening to this podcast, they should be 18 plus. We're we're hoping anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's. um, So, I mean, you may. Sam may have more information on i mean i wouldn't even know where to start with a person like this i mean it sounds like to me like sitting down and talking to the person who is lying and asking them okay i'm seeing a pattern of lying and i'm seeing a pattern of distrust and kind of just talking through like these are the things that you've lied about and here's where i kind of play into that and talking through like why you feel like you can't trust me enough to discuss this with me beforehand especially when there's credit cards and weed and adderall involved like those are things that can involve the police so that you should discuss with that person directly um 
however difficult it may be. And I know these people probably sound like they're between 18 and 22. I mean, that's just kind of what it sounds like to me. But discussing with them directly, hey, you're hurting my feelings because you were lying to our parents about X, Y, and Z. And this is impacting not only my life, but it could also impact both of our lives because you're lying about things that are illegal and potentially illegal. So we need to talk through better strategies to kind of navigate differently next time. So And also, read on, I'm sorry. No, you're also, good. Also, <laughs> Emma, so you're the older sister. And so with being an older sister, I know this is like a stereotype, but sometimes you just got to be the older sister. You got to be the person that says, I need to sit my younger sister down and talk to her and be real about it and kind of, and it sounds like your younger sister might be upset about bringing these things up. You bring it up. She's going to get upset. She might walk out. It could cause a whole bunch of things t- to happen. So my advice would be to sit her down and say, hey, I'm just your older sister. I'm here as support. I'm trying to be here through whatever you go through. So you telling me a lie or, or, or the truth, you know, what am I trying to say? No, like, you're, no, you're right. Like, I'm still going to be there in your life. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here to support you. But you need to talk to me about what you're going through so that we can work through it together. Because at the end of the day, like, you going through it alone isn't going to solve the problem any faster. Mm-hmm. So we've always been able to trust each other in the past. So let's just mm-hmm. sit down and talk through this situation now. Like, I remember a specific situation where... I was in college. My sister's nine years older than me. So we have a big age gap. Sounds like these are pretty close. The age gap's a lot smaller here. But I was going through some stuff and needed some help and needed some advice from my sister. So I reached out to her, but I didn't tell her the whole truth because I was scared to tell her the whole truth because my sister was older and more mature and just I didn't want to. I was ashamed of what I was doing and but wanted advice. And she was like, Sandra, she told me she said, I'm, I'm your sister. I need to know the truth, 100 percent truth for me for me to give you credible advice for me to help you and be here as family. Like it's not just about like we're friends, but we're also family and that's super important to me. So I think just sitting her down and just being, being the better, being the older sibling. I think the challenge I would see with that is how to have that conversation without Rachel feeling cornered. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the biggest thing because if she feels cornered or if she feels like, you know, you are disappointed in her, then I think that would perpetuate the lying or she might lash out kind of thing. So finding a way to to have this conversation in a way that she knows you're there in a supportive way and not in a judgmental or an angry way. Yeah, I think being able to express the or being able to acknowledge the emotions that she is going through and say, listen, I know it sounds like you're feeling really sad. It sounds like you're feeling really frustrated and really cornered. Right. So acknowledging those emotions and going, I hear what you're feeling. Let's talk about that a little bit more rather than going, I know that you feel this. I know that you feel that. Mm -hmm. Because when you start becoming the expert, sometimes that person goes, oh, crap, they already know how I feel. So like I can't I can't tell you anything that you don't already know. So I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Got it. All right. Yeah, because that last sentence and you say, I want to be able to trust her. And for her to trust me with whatever she's doing, but it's so hard when she keeps lying or blaming me. So I think the big thing is to confront her without, like you, like exactly what you said, without her feeling cornered. Yeah. And because in the future, it's gonna, it's gonna matter to be able to trust your siblings and 
I mean, and relate to her too, you know. Right, and it's yeah, man. I know. That was a good, that's a great question. So Emma, keep us updated. And yeah, we believe in you. We want the best for Rachel. So good luck. And if it makes you feel better, it happens to all of us. This is, this is not a new situation by any means. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, you're, you're not alone in this and it just takes time, but let's end this mini sode on a slightly more fun note. Sandra, Mm. what does Liz have to say? Okay, this is our submission from Liz. Hi, friends. Okay, well, <laughs> Liz, why are you yelling? <laughs> she had two explanation points, so I was trying to really emphasize that. What do you guys think about dating coworkers? I work with this really cute guy, and I think we've been hitting it off for months, but it's just stayed flirty in the office. We got lunch last week, in parentheses, after I bit the bullet and asked him, hashtag shoot your shot, yeah, in parentheses. That's a great hashtag, by the way. <laughs> And it was so much fun. I've been going on a lot of Bumble dates lately, and none of them seem to have been as good as just grabbing lunch with this particular coworker. I definitely like him a lot, and we've been texting a lot more since lunch. So do you think it's a bad idea to date a coworker? As far as I know, our office does not have a policy against it. All right. I definitely have thoughts on this one. Me too. Okay. (laughs) As someone who has dated a coworker, um... I think there's two sides to it. So if your office doesn't have a policy, that's awesome. You know, if there's no risk of you being fired over this, that's that's cool. And it sounds like y'all do connect. My advice would be to think about if it doesn't work or if for some reason things just don't work out, how awkward or uncomfortable is it going to be? Mm -hmm. So I dated a coworker several years ago and when things didn't work out between us, like things were great when we were together and our office was cool with it. It was a small business. So they're like, yeah, whatever. Um, But then when we broke up, he was so hurt and so upset that he just pieced the fuck out and he was our IT guy. So he took our whole fucking website with him. So he was like, like he was out of there and all of a sudden our business was left like without a website and it was, technically my fault because I'd broken up with the IT guy and he didn't want to be in the office anymore. So, I mean, think about like worst case scenario, go, Mm -hmm. go there. Um, If for some reason, we really hope it does work out because he seems like a cool guy, but if for some reason it doesn't, like what's the worst that could happen? You know, is he someone that you have to see on a daily basis or are things going to be weird if y'all have to like bounce ideas off each other in a meeting or a conference or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like that would be my biggest piece mm-hmm. of advice. Yeah, no, definitely assess the risk, which it sounds like you're doing because you're just, you're considering this, but you're not making any rash decisions because you're asking us advice. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're already kind of assessing the risk and that's great. And yeah, find out what that worst case scenario is and decide for yourself if I'm willing to even go through that. Fucking Siri. Siri, when you said scenario, <laughs> she thought you were talking to her. She always does. I'm like, I'm just saying scenario. I say that word a lot. Just kidding. But really, um, my one of my points that I wrote down is, I guess I'm jumping after what you said. I think number one, assess the risk. And if if that risk comes true one day, are you willing to be willing to be comfortable with that or be around it or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever happened, you know, you don't, you never know what's going to happen from these type of things. But, um, if you do go on lunch with him again, or things continue to 
go upwards and you're all happy about it and it's super fun. It sounds like he's some some guy you can be really comfortable around and you guys have that common work area where you can talk about work and that's I don't know. Sometimes when I'm talking to my coworkers, I'm like, this is great. Like I have someone who understands how my work is going. Cause not that, you know, when I get home, Mike and I will talk about our work day. It's not like I fully understand his work. He doesn't fully understand mine. So it's kind of nice like having, but that's why you have coworker friends and things. So I've never dated a coworker, so I don't really know how this all goes, but I think a good question would be to ask if, you know, if things do continue, if he is comfortable with it continuing I guess, or like, are you even, do you like discuss what's happening, right? Yeah, I think you have to discuss all scenarios up front. Like, Mm -hmm. if you get together, like, are you going to be like coupley in the office? Are you going to keep it strictly work in the office? Like, I think the latter is the better scenario there, 100%, because that makes it easier for everybody because no one wants to watch you fucking swoon over each other, you know, in the break room. Um. But yeah, like, I think you need to have a serious talk with like, hey, like, I like you. Do you like me? Do you want to be boyfriend or girlfriend? Whatever. However, that conversation goes. But you also need to be like, hey, so what if this doesn't work out? Like, we still have to see each other potentially every day. I don't know mm-hmm. what their job situation is. But that being said, I have dated a coworker and it ended, but we still had to see each other literally every day, like every day, same office right next to each other. And it was awkward as fuck. But then you also have to get over it. So I've like, as I go for it, I mean, if she's been going out on Bumble dates, but none of it was as fun as just getting lunch with some fucking dude you see eight hours a day. Right. Anyway, that's like, significant. If you can spend that much time around a person and still like them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty significant. Yeah. So I'm team Liz and Enrique. I'm, that's what I'm saying. The name All is. right, Enrique. I'm loving the diversity here. Mm hmm. I'm thinking of Enrique Iglesias right now. That's like, where I went. Like yeah. a song. Um, <laughs> Let me be your hero. I was thinking, is it Balamos? That's the Balamos. Yeah. They can go dancing together. Let the rhythm take you over, Liz. <laughs> Let it the take, take you over. Balamos. Take it Balamos. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm team Liz and Enrique. 100%. Yeah, me too. Enrique go for it. sounds like a great coworker. Maybe a great. Yeah. What if they're soulmates? <laughs> yeah, Liz, update oh. us on that dick situation if it gets there. <laughs> I also cool. love the hashtag shoot your shot. I do too. Get it, girl. I kind of want to start using that just with the, the things that don't make sense. Like posting <laughs> them, something with my friends from the weekend, like shoot your shot. <laughs> oh my, my friends and I went to awesome show this past weekend. Hashtag shoot your shot. <laughs> Sam, do you have any hot takes on this one? Have you ever dated a coworker? I have not. But I have had friends that have dated coworkers. And I would say just like assess your goals. Like, are your goals as far as a career at that particular company more important than your romantic relationship? Mm, that's a good one. And just kind of like think about it overall. Because if your goals as a woman in your career are more important, then think about that. But if you are looking for a romantic relationship and you do not feel like it's going to interfere with your career at all, that I say 100% go for it. Either way, do your damn thing. Shoot mm-hmm. your shot, bitch. But just kind of think about both sides. Um, don't fuck yourself over in your career, but at the same time, you know, be a boss, bitch. So yeah. mm-hmm. I feel it. Mm-hmm. Do your thing, bitch. I would also like to add, if Enrique is your boss, don't do it. Oh, yes. 100%. Yeah. That's yeah. A Pump the brakes. Yeah, that's a move. Back the fuck out. I'd say it was her boss, though. She's a no, coworker. coworker. But, but still. If he's in any, any position above you, I would. Out play. to get something. 
And, yeah. it, and it may mean? be because I'm a lesbian, but like just being like, what's the mood? PDA? Mm-hmm. Don't do that at work. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just a whole no. thing. So professional. Yeah. Don't just just think about yourself first and what's going to what's going to reflect positively on you first. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you don't want to bring yourself down for somebody else, no matter how great they are. Like, this is your career. Yeah. Yeah, and especially if he is in a higher position or a position with more experience, even if he doesn't directly supervise you or something, which I hope he doesn't because that it's just a whole bag of... A whole bag of dicks. Bag yeah. of dicks. Can of worms is what I was trying to say. Potato but chips. Yeah. <laughs> whole bag of potato chips. Um, but if for some reason, which I'm sure would be based totally on your own merit, but if y'all started dating and he was in like a higher position and then you got a promotion... Assholes are going to talk about that. So mm-hmm. you have to. Like, they always talk. Exactly. You have to ask yourself, like, do you care? Like, is it going to bother you if people think that the relationship influenced your career in any way? Yeah. Is that locker room talk worth it? Because yeah. it is a thing. Mm-hmm. So just think of yourself first as a woman in your career and just know that there's going to be a backlash However minimal or maximal it may be. Maximal. Ooh, you like that? (laughs) (laughs) However it may be towards yourself. Just think about yourself first and don't fuck yourself over. Yeah. Word. I would also say don't make your relationship office knowledge. Like keep it under wraps as long as possible. It's nobody else's business. You know? I mean, unless Becky and finance is trying to fucking go down on Enrique at the fucking copy fax scanner machine mm. you've been watching too much porn girl that doesn't happen fuck <laughs> becky not you know her don't metaphorically fuck becky. that's the whole point metaphorically <laughs> yeah enrique don't fuck becky don't be like anchorman and be like i want to shout and from the rooftops <laughs> i love veronica corningstone milk was a bad choice <laughs> then she's just like damn it you know all right so liz Shoot your shot, girl. We we believe in you. You are a strong, independent woman. You can have a career and a boyfriend. And you know what? Maybe I should say, if you're his boss, also don't go for this. Like oh, it, yeah. It, we have been totally sexist in assuming that he might be in a, a higher position. No, girl. If you are She's his so direct right. supervisor. God damn it. If Equal. you're his boss, we know it might be hot as shit, but just just be careful with Enrique. Sandra's falling apart over here. She wants it to happen. <laughs> On that note, do you have a question you would like us to answer? If so, go to listenyoubeautifulbitch.com forward slash hey bitch. You don't have to leave your name. You don't have to leave your email address, but we prefer that you do. Yep. And <gasps> you can use code names. We don't care. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we love code names. Fucking code name it up. Shoot your shot, girls. Shoot your shot. Dudes, Send your stuff to hey people. Bitch. People. Uh, we actually are somewhat qualified to answer with Sam here because yeah. she. That's fake news, but thank you. <laughs> I mean, no, like fake, fake. It's fake news. Fake. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe at wherever you listen to your podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Listening Beautiful Bitch. All right, bye, 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 bye. bye. This has been Listen You Beautiful Bitch, a shady self-help podcast for our younger selves. We hope that you like what you heard. So if you did, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe at wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. Later, bitches.